welcome to Hidbal's Eyes podcast, Bulldoze. We help students realize their career dreams. Thank you for tuning in and making your choice to succeed in your careers. Welcome to Hidbal's Eyes podcast, where we are trying to keep you ahead of competition by sharing current affairs, tips for various exams and interviews with eminent speakers. Make sure you follow the podcast and share this episode with your friends who are preparing for any competitive exam. I am Nitika and in today's episode we are going to cover Nepal's new prime minister. Recently, Pushpa Kamal Dehel Prachand sworn in as the Nepal's new prime minister. It is believed that Deoba's predecessor KP Sharma Oli was pro-China and the coming together of communist forces is a turning back of the clock for India. After the bitterness in ties during Oli's terms in office from 2015 to 16 and 2018 to 21, India-Nepal relations had improved after Dioba became the Prime Minister in 2021. The oath-taking ceremony was undertaken by the President Bidya Devi Bhandari under Article 76, Subsection 2 of the Constitution. His support was backed by 169 of the 275 members of the House of Representatives and it is a coalition government. So, the new Nepal's Prime Minister, Pushpa Kamal Dehel Prachand, was the former leader of the Maoist rebel who waged the civil war against the monarchy in Nepal in the period of 1996 to 2006. He came into the limelight during the Comprehensive Peace Agreement in November 2006 and he remained the Prime Minister of Nepal for the period of 2008-9 and 2016-17. In the last month's election, Dhyopa's Nepali Congress had emerged as the single largest party. The Nepal's Congress-led alliance comprised the Prachanda's CPN Maoist Centre, CPN Unified Socialist and Lok Tantrik Samajwadi Party. It faced the Oli's CPN Unified Marxist-Leninist-led coalition comprising Rashtriya Prajanatantra Party and Janata Samajwadi Party. During the negotiations, Dioba and Prachanda kept talking about the co-chairing of the Prime Minister. However, Dioba was not in favour of sharing the chair of Prime Minister to someone else, which made Prachanda left the coalition and joined the Oli's party. Now, after this new coalition, it is negotiated that KP Sharma Oli and Prachanda are going to co-chair the Prime Minister for the rest of the term. Nepal always had a fluctuating political history even in past. It is currently the world's 45th biggest country in the world with the population of 29 million. However, if only for its size, Nepal is too big a nation state to be a vassal. The country takes pride in its history of never having been colonized and has an important geostrategic position with India and China on either side. However, contrary to conventional notions of harmonious diplomatic relationship, there is still a sharp difference in the way Nepal and India view each other. In 1950, after Ousting the Rana rule, the monarchy continued to dominate the Nepalese politics. At that time, the Nepali Congress Party won and NC struggled to control Nepal. In 1994, the Unified Marxist-Leninist Party 
tried to generate an anti-India feeling in Nepal, and they began to assert that NC or Nepali Congress is in reality controlled by the Congress Party of India. The anti-Indian plan worked in favor of UML, and they succeeded in capturing power of a short period of nine months in Nepal. However, the UML was removed and NC assumed the power again in 1994. The subsequent period not only saw civil unrest but also the discrimination widespread. The civil unrest over a period of time evolved into civil uprising and took an ideological turn to Maoism. The Maoist movement in Nepal became fully manifested by 2005. By 2010 Nepal would establish the new constitution however by 2010 the constitution was not ready and even delayed after tremendous delays Nepal finally accepted a constitution in September 2015 India is constantly blamed for interfering in the internal political matters and even the constitution of Nepal However, Indian leadership is conscious of the self-respect and pride of the Nepalese people. Even from the history, Jawaharlal Nehru wrote in the Discovery of India and also in the Glimpses of World History that Nepal has been the only truly independent country of South Asia. The relation between India and Nepal goes back to the times of rule of Sakya clan and Gautam Buddha. Initially Nepal was under tribal rule and only with the coming of Lichavi rule in Nepal did its feudal era truly begin. Even many educated Nepalese people came to India and took part in the freedom struggle of India. This gave the Nepalese elite an insight into non-violent struggle. Speaking of the areas of cooperation between the two nations, India and Nepal had signed a treaty of friendship and peace in 1950. As per the treaty Nepal would consult India whenever they undertake any arms imports for any nation other than India and this treaty also lets the nation extend national treatment to each other The citizens are empowered to the same privileges for property trade and residence and movement in both the countries and even can buy property in India while and this Indian citizen can do so in Nepal Another important point of treaty is open borders As per this point Indian citizens can move to Nepal without the need of a visa and vice versa However there are certain critical issues which needs to be catered The treaty favors Nepal more than India but Nepal still has certain issues with it Even Nepal initially complained that when the treaty was concluded India concluded the treaty with the Rana ruler and Nepal alleges that India signed the treaty with the Rana who had become unpopular Certain sections in Nepal also alleged that the way treaty was signed signified that India considered Nepal as a small state and not an equal state. Besides, Nepal has always had reservations with articles 2, 6 and 7 of the treaty. Article 2 states that both the governments should inform each other of any serious friction or misunderstanding with any neighboring state likely to cause any breach in the friendly relations subsisting between the two nations many times even nepali political parties have demanded a change in treaty they think that india is interfering in the internal political matters of nepal by brokering its first step towards achieving the democracy with the ousting of the autocratic rana regime and restoring the monarchy
The matters only got worse during a stiff economic blockade between India and Nepal due to the agitation by the Madhesi population there over Nepal's constitution promulgated in 2015. Madhesis are people living in south of Nepal in the region of Terai. They are people living close to the border of India. They have always been discriminated against by Pahadis or the people living in the upper reaches of Nepal. In fact, the discrimination against the Madhesis at one point was so intense by Pahadis that even if a Madhesi citizen wanted to visit Kathmandu, they had to apply for a permit. The Madhesis demanded rights in the new constitution. and were indirectly supported by the indian government which created a blockade between india and nepal again in 1997 india and nepal held a round of discussions to review the treaty keeping in mind nepal's growing resentment but it was never taken further by successive indian governments until prime minister modi promised to look into the matter during his kathmandu visit in 2014 however no formal steps have been taken to review it Not only this India and Nepal also have some territorial disputes this dispute recently arised when Nepal unveiled a new political map that claimed strategically important land Kalapani Limpiyadhara and Lipu Lake of Uttarakhand as part of its sovereign territory India and Nepal share an approximately 1800 km long open border running along the West Bengal Uttar Pradesh Bihar and Sikkim The open border means that there is free and unrestricted movement of people from either side. It has led to better social and trade connectivity between the nations, leading to what is called roti beti ka rishta. The origin of boundary dispute dates back to 1816 when the Treaty of Sagoli was signed. The Nepalese kingdom stretched from the Satluj River in the west to the Teesta River in the east. The Nepal lost the Anglo-Nepalese war. which resulting in the treaty limited nepal to its present territories under the provisions of this treaty nepal lost sikkim kumau gadwal and western terai area the treaty also defined gandak as the international boundary between india and nepal and established mahakali river as a dividing line in the western sector The issue related to the border management between India and Nepal is that the borders have been demarcated on the basis of a flowing river. The problem arises when the rivers shift their courses over a period of time which impacts the border and gets affected due to shifting rivers. Nepal considers the source of Kali River near Limpiyadhara which is higher in altitude than the rest of the river's flow. Thus all these three areas of Lipu Lake, Kalapani and Limpiyadhura are considered to the east of the river Kali. On the other hand India says that Lipu Lake pass has always been a part of the road to Tibet. It was mentioned as one of the border passes for trade in 1954 agreement with China and also reconfirmed in another trade agreement in 2015. According to India the border begins at Kalapani which India says is where the river begins On the other hand India and Nepal share some positive favorable bonds India remains Nepal's largest trade partner with bilateral trade crossing 7 billion US dollars India provides transit for almost the entire third country trade of the Nepal 
In terms of connectivity, India-Nepal has undertaken various connectivity programs to enhance people-to-people -people linkages and promote economic growth and development. Speaking of defence, the Gorkha regiments of Indian Army are raised partly by the recruitment from hill districts of Nepal and India from 2011 every year undertakes a joint military exercise with Nepal known as Surya Kiran. Not only this, India helps Nepal in terms of humanitarian assistance as well. Nepal lies in the sensitive ecological fragile zone which is prone to earthquakes and floods causing massive damage to both life and money, whereby it remains the biggest recipient of India's humanitarian assistance. India has also provided vaccines during the COVID-19 pandemic to the state. In the international forums, India and Nepal share multiple uh, multilateral forums such as the Bangladesh, Bhutan, India and Nepal, BIMSTEC, which is Bay of Bengal Initiative for Multi-Sectoral Technical and Economic Cooperation, Non-Aligned Movement and SARC, which is South Asian Association for Regional Cooperation. It is only in 2015 that the relationship took a beating when India was blamed for interfering in the constitution drafting in Nepal. The other reason could be because K.P. Sharma Oli is of a communist ideology and it matches with the Chinese communist ideology as well. In the recent years, Nepal has drifted away from India's influence and China has gradually filled the space with investments, aid and loans. The growing friendship with China is seen even in the infrastructure projects as well. In the initial years from 50s to 80s, the Chinese tried to build an economic presence in Nepal, which got enhanced tremendously post-1990s. China has made inroads into Nepal in infrastructure, education and health sectors and increased participation with Nepal at the economic front. In the last decade, Chinese engagement with Nepal has got strengthened at soft policy level. It has opened up many Mandarin language training schools in the Terai region and are providing Mandarin language training to Madhesis to ensure that in the near future, Madhesis emerge as potential labours to work in the ever-expanding Chinese economy. Not only this, China is helping Nepal to fill the infrastructure gap. It committed to build a railway line connecting Kathmandu and Pokhara with the birthplace of Lord Buddha at Lumbini. Not to miss, Nepal has accepted the Chinese Belt and Road Initiative with the SEZ promise. And for the implementation of the projects under BRI, it is also developing the Trans-Himalayan Multidimensional Connectivity Network. In the recent years, Nepal also agreed to allow Chinese banks to open branches and other financial services in Nepal and increase imports from China. The two countries signed several MOUs, including one on investment and cooperation, on production capacity, human resource development cooperation, and economic and technical cooperation. Both the nations also agreed to finalize the China-Nepal Free Trade Agreement and already concluded the trade and transit agreements. We all know why the China is growing its proximity with Nepal. China wants to be at the dominant position not only in Asia but also in the rest of the world. But the reasons behind Nepal's growing proximity with China is perceived bit sceptical. Nepal feels that the nation is over-dependent on India 
and has found itself heavily reliant on India, never acquiring the comparative advantage to increase exports. The Nepal's disbelief on the open border has always been a crucial area of contention, as India's delay in the implementation of various projects been a cause of concern. Nepal views the Chinese railway as an opportunity to bring Chinese pilgrims and tourists to Lumbini, which is the birthplace of Buddha. The Communist parties in Nepal have favoured and consistently protested against India. And this time around, now Nepali Congress has also favoured them. India feels that the Chinese inroads into Nepal are necessarily to counterbalance the Indian influence in Nepal. However, Nepal has asserted that its relationship with China is purely economic and will not be hurting the Indian strategic interest in any way. But it doesn't seem so with the actions of Nepal. So the need today is to avoid any rhetoric on territorial nationalism and lay the groundwork for quiet dialogue where both sides display sensitivity as they explore what is feasible. India now needs to be sensitive and generous partner for the neighbourhood first policy to take root and also should engage more proactively with Nepal in terms of people-to-people -people engagement, bureaucratic engagement as well as political interactions. India must pace up the bilateral investment promotion and protection agreement with Nepal. As India definitely do not want to lose its stance in Himalayas with the rising Nepal and China cooperation, so India must boost its cooperation to Nepal. And especially after the communist force coming into the limelight as a government again, India needs to pace up for the engagement and infrastructure projects. With the introduction of new economic development and infrastructure initiatives in Nepal, India can win over the belief and trust of the Nepali citizens again. So that is all for this episode. Stay tuned for more such content and keep sharing, keep liking us. If you like this episode, do give us a 5-star rating and share it among your friends.